0: How's it going guys, this is CryptoBud here for today. In this exciting video, I'm going to do a follow up for one of the best um, projects that I made a video on a couple of months ago, well actually about a month and a half ago of Ontology. And for those of you who were watching that video you saw that I did a couple of bold statements specifically entering into ontology at a dollar and change and riding that coin up all the way up to almost $12 for almost a 12x return in the span of one month. And now the coin has definitely fallen down off the high which, which, which was expected. And now I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth about some of the updates regarding ontology and to see if this is a still. Uh, a project worth looking at, especially since now it is trading at a massive discount from where I covered it. Now, I was really proud of that video because um when I first looked at it, there was a lot of potential in that one, and I still see a lot of potential coming in in fact, the news coming out of the ontology camp and also the neo camp has not only strengthened my idea for this coin but it has also allowed me to see about a couple of years in the future for how this coin is going to perform and in this, today's video i want to talk about the perfect trifecta uh, on chain Neo, and on and what is the relationship between all three also i'm going to talk about the the uh circ- the implications of the circling supply on coin market cap some of the uh around that and also I'm gonna talk about some of the background information of how on-chain plays a role in NEO and on and where exactly these coins are gonna be running so stick with the next couple of minutes I'm very proud of this video I think it's going to answer a lot of questions that many of you have had regarding what exactly is happening in that space and uh, I think you'll find it very informative alright so Let's take a look real quick. Today, um, I'm looking at the price of Aunt, and it's a rank 30. The last time I, I, I was looking at I like, as I mentioned before, it was at $1.30 or $1.40, which at that time was a screaming um, deal. Uh, I, I couldn't get enough of it. I honestly looked at the project. I looked at the potential, and Aunt was just an amazing project. Obviously, it went up about 12x or 10, 10 to 11x from my buy point. And and now it's sitting at $6.76, providing me with another opportunity for an entry point. And looking at ontology, um, they have adjusted a couple of things. The first one they've adjusted is the circling supply, and they've also um, had some breaking news. And so what I'm going to do right now is just kind of dive into a little bit about the background and see if my research is still valid in terms of how on has performed since that last video also I want to mention that there has been um, quite a bit of development in that camp regarding some technical upgrades uh, to both their to their mainnet and also to some of their protocols are implementing so uh, the other thing I want to mention and I think it's very important to consider is that this trifecta with on-chain and NEO really is all interconnected because they're they have a coal builder plan partners what they call them where they have a, a very strong venture capital uh, pipe in, uh, piping that is allowing Ontology to survive post the uh, listing of their exchanges since they never really had an ICO. Uh, there has been a lot of speculation that because they didn't have ICOs, there's a lot, a lot of interest from these venture capital firms. And I can tell you right now that um, because they didn't have an ICO or a public sale, ontology is in a very unique position to really capitalize on of the growth that did not happen in a regular sale and these vc firms are very powerful in the sense that they provide a lot of liquidity as we can have seen in other projects before so let's move over to how on chain is all connected because i believe that if you understand the relationship between on chain neo and ont the picture becomes a lot broader, and you can really start to think about how exactly this is going to play out in the larger scheme of things So Onchain is a private company located in shanghai uh specifically it focuses on connecting uh fintech with the government and with businesses um Onchain has been around for a while now, and it is technically the area where everything started. It was the ground zero for both neo and shares. Um, and also aunt. Uh Da Hongfei who is the co- current founder for NEO came from OnChain who founded also OnChain along with Eric Zhang and Jun Li basically created the template for how these coins are going to run in the future and here we see a picture of uh, Da here with a member of the European Parliament in May 2nd just to show you that they represent the philosophy of on-chain, which is basically connecting private enterprise and also proper regulation in areas where they can actually operate as a legitimate company. And one of the missions with on-chain was always to extend out the blockchain technology to existing countries and also to incorporate an incubator and incubator program for a lot of blockchain startups and that's why Neo and ontology came about and so the fact that um, Dahir is um, flying all around the world in Europe specifically shows you that the scope of blockchain tech regarding trust and regarding implementation of business cases it's not just restricted to China and that's why the Chinese FUD that happened back in September was really kind of like a non-event for Neo and specifically for Aunt as well because they were focused on the global market not only in the Chinese market so hopefully da here can definitely shed a little bit of light regarding um, the future plans but I think that because of OnChain's kind of philosophical paving regarding how they're going to go ahead and move forward with blockchain that has already set the template up for Neo as well all right so let's talk a little bit about the origins of OnChain. OnChain really started as a, a blockchain a research and development um, company in Shanghai um, they have a technology called, they're using the DNA, uh, which is a very strict architectural protocol that is running um, a lot of the back-end stuff for NEO and ONT. Um, they pretty much on-chain really gave birth to um, Ant Shares in February of 2014, and it was founded by Da Hongfei and Eric Zhang uh, from the NEO team. It took about 22 months to form regarding um, on-chain and specifically they had quite a bit of time to really develop that ecosystem that they had envisioned. In 2016 they went ahead and developed the consensus protocol called DBFT which is now found in NEO and obviously will be used in On's uh, protocol as well. So as you can see, if I were to kind of explain a little bit about what onchain is, onchain really is kind of like the parent company if you think about it. That's where everything kind of started with both Da and Eric and Jun Lee kind of sitting there at the table and saying, "Look, we need to do something with this blockchain tech. We see Ethereum's problems. How can we go about moving forward with that?" And I think that if you understand onchains um, mission on chains protocol you begin to understand a little bit about the direction that co- that the company is going now DNA is a the architectural platform for ledger technology basically what it comes down to is how they're gonna envision blockchain and how they're gonna use it in a business case they use what I call a modular design of DNA which pretty much is like a plug-and-play for any dApp developers or any companies that wants to use the blockchain and they want to make it as easy as possible by plugging in what they call these modules. The second thing they wanted to accomplish with this was to make it so that the government regulations are going to be very flexible and very adaptable to whatever blockchain they're creating on this specific area. So, for example, if the governments are going to be very sensitive to data. They want to be able to comply with that. And that's one of the biggest, I think... Um, benefits of having this flexibility because we don't know what the regulations are and they had a lot of foresight looking looking ahead how this was going to actually going to work out. Also I want to mention about Chinese um 13 5-year plan. Every 5 years China comes up with some sort of plan that's going to revamp the economy, fix social areas, increase technology and what we have seen in the last like 5 years, China has definitely upheld that promise. Every single time they draft a five-year plan, they begin to outline a strategic plan for how the country is going to be incorporating specifically technology. And one of them for this five-year plan is going to be blockchain. China has already clearly stated that blockchain is going to be one of the key areas of growth and focus in the next five years in their five-year plan. The second thing is in June 27, China's central bank published last year the 1-3 plan for fintech and on-chain was actually um, voted by the well, actually published and chosen by the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology on May 16th to be to pass the standard so it is really not surprising to see that on-chain has definitely have close relationships regarding complying with the government not necessarily having an active relationship but making sure they are um, focusing on compliance and also regulations so this really sets up the stage for china's five-year plan in the next two three years a bet on ontology and neo and on chain is really a bet on china's ability to really focus on blockchain in the next couple of years and many people don't understand that in a centralized economy like china they have the ability to move things very fast unlike some of the western counterpart governments where it's more democratized, that takes a little bit longer because of the laws and legislations that need to be voted on. So if I were to bet on ontology, I'm literally betting the Chinese government is going to accelerate these blockchain companies and begin to pour more money like they did with their homegrown um, businesses like Alibaba, Baidu, and Tencent. Now here's the actual on-chain distributed network architecture. Now again, NEO and Onontology are all falling along this same architecture. So if you take a look at their white papers, you can see that they actually are working towards a common model of where they're going to be building enterprise solutions using blockchain. So at the very top, you have basically some of the main applications like Notary, Digital Assets, which we talked about in NEO supply chain management, shares, financial derivatives, sharing economy, and IOT or Internet of Things. And underneath you have the DNA on-chain services, where basically you have business items and how they're gonna be transacting between each of those. Now, without going into the detail for the technical part, basically what it comes down to is you can pick any of these blocks right now, and you can begin to tokenize them, you can begin to create digital assets, you begin to create services or contracts for, for both the government and for businesses. And on top of that, um, create different application, what are called vertical silos, that are going to be able to plug right into each one. So again, infinite possibilities for this architecture, because if you think about it for a second, every single blockchain technology that is out right now is attempting to do one of these things. Now with the on-chain architecture, you can pretty much do almost all of them without having to use any other blockchain out there. They're gonna be using policy management, identity management, system management, and smart contract management. On top of the on-chain DNA core, which is gonna include P2P protocol, storage mechanisms, distributed ledger, and consensus module. Now, there's a lot of jargon in here, but pretty much what I'm trying to say is, they're gonna have almost an, almost an unlimitless amount of applications because any one of these areas is a high growth area for the government, specifically for like smart contracts. And also identity management, which I think is going to be an extremely large one now after on chain was was uh was formed, and uh, these two individuals were were kind of growing there uh, in June of two thousand and sixteen The legal chain was actually founded as part of the on chain family uh It was basically a partnership with Microsoft China, and Microsoft actually plays a very large role in um developing support and also uh, software for both on chain and it's also also neo and ontology it basically targeted the weaknesses of digital application in 2005 the Chinese government passed what it called the digital signatures act which allowed um, digital signatures to be the same as a regular signature now here in the United States that actually was implemented a while ago what happened was there were a lot of weaknesses in this. So, although they, they did pass this law where basically you can sign contracts using digital signatures, there wasn't a lot of infrastructure to be built. And what happened was uh, Microsoft kind of came in, a couple of companies were trying to kind of fill that void, and Microsoft provided the APIs for face and voice recognition. OnChain was well positioned to take advantage of this relationship, and what they did was a legal chain was formed. Legal Chain eventually founded a partnership with Fadada, which is electric's contracts in China that has over 27 million contracts, both with the government and with businesses. And in 2016, they also partnered up with Alibaba to use it for a, for email service um, to allow legal chain email to be validated. So again, um, on-chain has a really long history of already working with existing companies right now regarding digital identity. Now, if you think about it for a second, chain is only about a phone call away to Ontology to begin to integrate some of their existing businesses with Ont, so that they could begin to expand this legal area. And for those of you who are in the law profession, you already know that digital signatures can actually speed up the process and eliminate a lot of the problems that happens with paper. And so, I'm predicting that at some point, Ontology is going to play a very large role in the legal system in China first and then eventually began to spread out to some of the other countries, specifically in Europe, since there is all legislation right now going along with privacy and also with um, digital transactions. In 2017, moving over to last year, um, OnChain began to expand these relationships by um, partnering up with eKing Technologies, which is a subsidiary of HA Group, um, one of the larger companies in, China, in Hong Kong and China. Also, they did a uh, a, a partnership with the Guauzhou government for identity chain they also had uh, partnerships with China clear which is a centralized security depository and usually acts as a third party in exchange of securities between buyers and sellers so again if you kind of put put the pieces together a little bit on chain has positioned itself for not only on the legal side but also on the financial side and what they're really doing is almost acting kind of like a, as a clearing house for securitized tokens Now obviously on-chain did not really have the blockchain because it kind of splintered off into NEO and ontology by taking its founders away from the main main, uh, project. But I think it was actually a good move because obviously they can now digitize a lot of these securitized tokens. Now this year we've talked a little bit about the future of securitized tokens, uh, specifically with like Polymath and all that. But these guys have already been doing it since last year. The other thing is Fosun, which is the largest con- private conglomerate in China and Hong Kong, have also applied to have, have also committed to apply DNA across all the businesses. In other words, using that exact same architecture that was part of OnChain. And again, who's who's around there to kind of help them out? Exactly, Neil and Ant. And uh, basically, they're clearing about eleven uh, about um, of one hundred and ten billion dollars of worth of of, of market cap in Hong Kong Exchange. So this is actually a very large company that I think is gonna have a lot of money coming in. Alright, now let's talk about the key cooperations with Neo and Aunt. So what's the relationship between these two? The first one is that Neo and Aunt have already signed officially signed a on May 14th a, a official memorandum of understanding concerning strategy and technology. So the cooperation areas that are gonna happen obviously stem from the parent company on chain. However, if you actually think about it for a second, how are they going to be related? So first off, Ontology is going to provide the digital identity, data exchange services, and customized services. While Neo is going to bring in the complete smart contract platform and the distributed network infrastructure to the table. So both of them are going to create a very good synergy in terms of how they're going to go ahead digitizing these assets. Smart contracts are going to work together for both the Ont and the Neo network. And they're going to build the development of the NEO virtual machine and the contract to develop these on open standards. They're also going to do data integration where they're going to standardize interfaces like APIs and SDKs. And they're going to do cross-chain research uh, to provide uh, basically integral mainnets. So again, Ontology and NEO are going to be interconnected. And I think that moving forward in the next couple of years, it's going to be literally one company. And on-chain has provided literally the template and also the strategic networking and also the philosophical trajectory of how these companies are going to do. This is actually very, very important because without on-chain and without NEO, they cannot function. Um, NEO is basically going to be a lot weaker without ontology and vice versa. All right, let's talk about Jun Lee real quick, Jun Lee. I interviewed Jun Lee a while back, and this man is, I think, at the same caliber as Da. Um, the only difference is that he's operating on the on the actual identity area. Um, the roadmap has been amazing. They have already done everything what they said they were going to do. In fact, the mainnet um, is, is still got released here in terms of the pre-release for the mainnet's It's already out on GitHub. Um, they've added all the things they've told. Jun, Jun Lee is one of the smartest guys I know. First off, he has a bachelor's in computer science and engineering. He has an MBA and a PMP. He's a senior uh, blockchain architect. He has 16 years working in IT and fintech. He worked previously for international IT firms for Chinese financial exchanges, and also he's worked up with. Um, he's built a lot of these systems from scratch. So this man is not just a marketeer, and he's not just a business guy. He actually builds stuff, and he's done that. And he knows where exactly where this coin is going to go, and this project's going to go. So when I ever look at these people, I have 100% faith. When I met with them and I asked them about these, the man was extremely, extremely talented in terms of everything I, Everything he said. And I think this is one of the biggest reasons why I had so much faith in the project early on and I still have faith in the project today. Moving along with the news that kind of came along, um, they just did a global issue for 2018 in Seoul, Korea. They've traveled now to Korea to begin to showcase some of the pro- the progressions also um, this is actually very important um, this is actually on May 16th um, as part of the Microsoft Accelerate program and Coopers in Shanghai uh, they basically are provided the opportunity to uh, pitch their idea to the multinational companies like Bayer, Unilever, La- uh, Langus and more and basically resolving on-chain so again Coopers, for those of you guys who are not aware is a global uh, business that can connect um, on-chain and also ontology specifically to old-world industries. Industries that traditionally have not used blockchain and are being opened to the idea of using blockchain tech to actually speed up their both supply chain management and also any of the other processes. So that, my friend, is one of the reasons why I love this project. Now, moving along, they did not slow down. In fact, uh, in their recent meetup in London, uh, Jin Li decided to go ahead and talk to the experts in China about using the IOS, I, ISO and the IEC T7307 um, pretty much standards uh, for blockchain standardization. This is actually really huge because if they're able to standardize the blockchain um, and use it on some level, they can literally create almost a monopoly on some of the things that they can create that, that, that people are going to be using in the future also they partner up with uh, slow mist and by how hue which is the co-builders program for security uh, security auditing this is actually going to be a very large growth for blockchain as you already know security has been such a huge problem in blockchain tech and there hasn't been a lot of solutions towards this but the fact that they're actually allowing this to to kind of go along with the co-builders program i think it's going to be an extremely extremely important piece in the ontology ecosystem. Alright let's talk about the token um, area so OnChain, NEO, ONT um, all of these are interconnected in many di- on many different levels and one of the things is that they wanted to make it on the technical area as simple as possible as a Solidity so here what you see is a SmartX platform where you can go in and you can type in the code you can compile it real quick it's basically to start creating smart contracts on ONT they already have um, if you take a look at the github co- uh, commits rankings on it's already number four about 358 um, rankings so the development team is extremely fast right now in terms of what they're developing and what they're producing going into the mainnet I pred- I expect and I predict that after the mainnet gets released the number of dApps that are going to be produced on ontology are just going to s- skyrocket especially because the demand for some of these services is is so high and there hasn't been a platform that's allowed people to kind of build on that, that I think it's going to really allow people to explore different applications on the Ontology network. Here's my recent one. I actually did a video for Naga when it first ICO'd, which is one of the best projects I've seen in Germany. Uh, Naga will just recently partner up with Ontology. For those of you who are not aware... Um, Naga is a fintech company in Germany that already has an existing company on the German uh, exchange and what they did was once they joined forces, um, Ontology is going to perform perform a long term strategic partnership that's going to uh, start looking at how Naga can use Ontology Network to use in some of their financial services. Naga actually is a fintech company that deals with stock trading and also with um, coins and markets, um, coin exchanges. So this is actually a very, very important one because there has been, like I said before, when projects begin to reach out to Aunt, this is actually going to be something that's going to sustain the project for a very long time. So good job with Naga, the Naga deal. All right, let's talk about the biggest elephant in the room, which is going to be the tokens the token circulation really when I first covered the video was already knew that there was a problem with the tokens because first off they never had an ICO so because of that there's a lot of tokens on lockup there's 537 circling supplies that these are without lockup periods which means that they can be transferred but they cannot be traded on any one point they have a total supply of 1 billion tokens and so what ends up happening is the other half of this 53% are held by the ontology team So what ends up happening is a lot of people misunderstand this play. When you're doing a private sale and you're doing all these other sales, you normally have to go through the whole process of a couple of rounds, right? But because they didn't have the ICO, they do have a lot of tokens that are now locked up. Those eventually will get released slowly. But the important thing I want to mention with this is that the supply of the tokens actually does change. And yes, there is going to be a release of those tokens at some point. But understand that for every single token that's in there, they do have a lockup period because they knew that if they sold the tokens out early enough, it would destroy the price and people would not be able to go in. So what they're doing is that they have different allocations for different categories. So for example, 12% of the tokens are for community. 28% percent are for institutional partnerships. But if you take a look at a percentage of the overall supply, it's actually very little. It's all under 10%. In fact, all the tokens, most of the tokens that are not for the founders um, have all been locked up for at least about two or four, two years. So even though, yes, there's going to be an inflationary piece with the tokens. And yes, there is going to be a section where the tokens are going to be um, sold off. Like any ICO, there is going to be an area where they're going to begin to lock these up. And that's why I really like about ONCE because they understand that these tokens cannot be coming out of the market immediately. And so, for example, for the institutional partners, they're going to be locked up for two years in four batches. So in two years, those coins are going to be locked and they'll be slowly, gradually released. The other one is the NEO Council have some and those are unlocked. And we already received our tokens for the, from the NEO Council, which was a generous gift from them. Um, the ontology ecosystem development is 12% is unlocked and the remaining portions will be unlocked for the next year. So those are unlocked as well and the ontology core team actually has yearly lock periods so again you know you got to really kind of take a look at which ones are locking which ones are unlocked but currently there's a hundred million of them that are unlocked so that actually creates that part now let me talk a little bit about they just did a hubi, a hubi interview with aunt with specifically with jun lee one of the things he mentioned was that there is going to be more undisclosed partners and as we already saw since they first launched there was a bunch of different partners coming out the second thing he talked about was perhaps these agreements were going to come with with io devices and networks also service with identity verification systems and they also have vc firms to begin to connect with old systems also, they talked about potentially having what they call validating nodes, and you would need a, total, a minimum total of 10,000 tokens to actually stake for this. And there was some talk and some allusions to partnering up with Huobi to create a validating node pool, so people can actually participate in it. Now, if this actually happens, it's going to have the same effect as what VeChain did. Well, by locking up 10,000 tokens, which is a ridiculous amounts of them, um, you're going to begin to soak up more of that supply, and I think this is actually very smart on their end because again, as coins are being beginning to get unlocked, it's going to put a little bit of a damper on the overall price because supply is rising. But with the master nodes, uh, with the validating nodes, sorry, now you can begin to really kind of counteract that effect. All right guys, well that's my overall review for on. Now, if I were to say one last thing about these three is that the collaboration with Neo and the collaboration with Onchain and the collaboration with Ontology has created the perfect trifecta of coins and projects. I think if you look at any ecosystem, you definitely now need to move into the space of interoperability. Most of the coins right now and projects are not interoperable. But Onchain has provided a lot of the base groundwork for these two projects to really begin to expand on that idea of using cross-chains and using this idea that you can continue to build upon an existing infrastructure without having to redo the whole thing. Also I want to say that there's a lot of pieces to ontology that have not been mentioned here because I don't have enough time to kind of go over it, but one of the things I really like about this project is the fact that they never had an ICO and because of that, the coins are now playing at a very different level than if it were completely pre-mined or it was a proof-of-work coin. And that changes a lot the dynamic of the coin. And that's why a lot of the price action that you have seen has been attributed to this idea that there is a lot of demand for the coin, but the supply is very constrained. The other thing I want to mention is that They are very strategic, and I say they is the ontology team is very strategic with not only being able to partner up with the correct projects, but more importantly, making sure that they always address the fundamental part, which was how to establish this at the enterprise level. And I do think that they have the two things. That many of the projects don't have one of them is going to be a platform that is ubiquitous to many different applications and the second thing is going to be this idea that they have to be able to comply with local regulations regulations are going to be an extremely large component and key player moving on from 18 over to 2020 especially in china where the regulation has been extremely extremely aggressive i want to say that the one thing i i would caution everyone is keep in mind that nothing is guaranteed right although everything looks great right now there could be a change in regulation it could change the whole thing but so far my bet right here is aunt is a definitely on chain and neo are the three coins that have done extremely well in the past and i think will continue to so. All right, guys. Well, CryptoBuy. Uh, have a great day.